What do you get the SEC coach who already has everything, including mediocre results? Well, the answer is, of course, a contract extension. So let's talk about if Missouri got taken for a ride or not. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And this episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss all the great college football action this week right here on Sling. Sling. The TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. And well, it seems like something Missouri's been trying a lot lately. Hey, let's spend some more money. Let's spend some more money on a new practice facility. And why not? Let's throw down a little bit more. Let's throw a little bit more cheese on Eli Drinkwitz Whopper as well. And in fact, this new contract extension for the Missouri football coach will raise his total salary by about 50%. Eli was making around $4 million bucks a year this season. He'll make $6 million per year with about a quarter of a million dollar increase all the way until 2027 when he'll be making $7 million a season. Now, obviously, the first reaction here is, why now? Why does Missouri need to extend Eli Drinkwitz at this moment in time when he has yet to even have a winning season? Well, that's a perfectly fair question, so let's give you a little bit of context here. This this raise makes Eli Drinkwitz the eighth highest paid coach in the Southeastern Conference, meaning he's actually making more than Josh Heupel at Tennessee and Mike Leach at Mississippi State, among a few others. Now, as for Josh Heupel, In fact, I'm getting a press release from his agent, Jimmy Sexton, that's just screaming, not for long, in terms of Eli Drinkwitz making more money from him than him, excuse me. But interestingly enough, by the way, Jimmy Sexton, not only Josh Heupel's agent, but also the agent for Eli Drinkwitz and former Missouri coach Barry Odom as well. So if you're looking for somebody who controls a lot of power behind the scenes, Well, it's certainly that guy, and I've even heard some Missouri people behind the scenes wondering if Sexton actually, if he just kind of massaged this deal maybe with the Missouri curators as much as the athletic department. We can all remember back to Eli Drinkwitz hiring, which was essentially a a curator's hire for Missouri athletic director Jim Sterk. Well, he went for Blake Anderson. That was overruled. By the curators. And at that moment, for all intents and purposes, Mike, or excuse me, Jim Sterk's reign as Missouri athletic director was dead. But bottom line is, I think if if you're happy with how Eli Drinkwitz is doing in a few years, and I'd like to think nobody's advocating that we fire Eli Drinkwitz today or at the end of the season, right? If, if you're advocating that, I'm just going to have to ask you to step away from your from your smart device for just a second. 
again, if I think you're, if you're Missouri fans overall are still happy with this arrangement, I think you'll be happy to pay him that money. Again, especially considering Josh Heupel is in line for a raise. Okay, that pushes Drinkwitz down to ninth. Auburn is almost certainly going to splurge more than seven million bucks for its new head coach, especially if that guy happens to be a big name like Deion Sanders. Well, that's certainly going to push him down to then tenth or eleventh. Maybe again, guys like Mike Leach could certainly be in for a raise. He's been here at least as long, if not longer, than Drinkwitz in the SEC. So the total money to me, not that big of a deal. But what what is the bigger deal? What how about if we want to fire Drinkwitz? What if this is going horribly wrong by the end of twenty twenty three? Well, actually, next season if Missouri wants to move on from Drinkwitz, it will only cost the athletic department about four hundred thousand dollars more than before. And there's also new language that could actually mitigate much of that cost and potentially more if Eli were to get a new job subsequently. So to me, this is mostly window dressing. And yeah, if you're Eli Drinkwitz, you'll take some more money if you can get it without a doubt. As a Missouri fan, you're saying, what the heck? Why are, why are we doing this? What is the point of all this? Well, I just think that if you're saying why bid against yourself is another great question. Who is knocking down Missouri's door to take Eli Drinkwitz here? But I do think there is value in making everyone, not just Eli Drinkwitz, but everyone around this program, including Blake Baker and everybody else, feel secure and that things are progressing in the right direction, albeit certainly in a nonlinear fashion and not as quickly as perhaps anybody would like. But So I understand if you're upset about that part. But to me, there is something in this contract that is actually more notable and more important and something that I think every single Missouri football fan should get behind. So, of course, I want to talk about that. But first, did you know that, sadly, over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? Well, why that, that's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. And from my own personal experience, the process of actually setting up your own Simply Safe security system could not be easier. There's no drilling. There's no wires to pull through the walls. I promise you, peel and stick. It's as it's truly as easy as that. So find out today why Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report by the third for the third year in a row. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com. Slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. Hey, I've got a radical notion. Why not check out Locked on Sports today for your second listen? 
the big games, the big stories, beyond the box score, behind the scenes with local experts and insights only those of us at Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get yo podcasts. And you know what? To me, the biggest news actually, and well, I guess if this is the biggest news, I should have led with it, huh? But it just seems like I wanted to cool off the people who are a little upset about the drink wits price in terms of contract extensions. The way I look at it, hey, if you're upset about Missouri paying the eighth most in the conference for a coach in the SEC, well, I guess you're happy with Missouri finishing eighth or worse in the conference because it sure seems to me that Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are making the most in the conference. Yes, they've earned it, no question about that, but there is sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy there, isn't there? Just something to think about. But you know what? To me, the most notable thing, at least the most positive development of the Eli Drinkwitz extension is some big increases in the staff pool and for assistance. That's a serious commitment of millions of dollars, an extra $1.1 million, excuse me, for in the assistant pool in particular. Well, that's an interesting number because I believe Blake Baker just got a $1.2 million contract extension. So $1.1 million. Hmm. What staff position could Missouri possibly fill that they don't have right now? Oh, I know. Maybe the one that Eli Drinkwitz and, well, frankly, Missouri fans have been talking about all season. That's right, offensive coordinator. I thought it was really interesting a couple weeks ago when Drinkwitz basically said he was open to the idea. He's open to anything to making this team better. And sure enough, a couple weeks later, he gets a contract extension and a little bit more money to go find said offensive coordinator. Now, that's not explicitly set out in this contract or anything, but I don't know. Connect the dots. These ones are pretty easy. I'd say this is in, this is good because, frankly, Drinkwitz, if he's going to essentially be your recruiting coordinator, the guy is out on the road practically every weekend, at least when Missouri isn't playing on the road. The guy is out all over the place scouting, shaking shaking babies and, and kissing hands, all that good stuff. Yes, that's a joke, people. But I just think that with as much as he has on his plate just in general, regardless of the results, and the results obviously have not been pretty offensively, I think you're going to see a new offensive coordinator for the first time at Missouri since the Barry Odom era and Derek Dooley. By the way, one thing I really meant to mention, just ran out of time, ran out of words, after the Kentucky football game, was that Missouri's DJ Coleman has just been absolutely really, really good this year. Seemingly every week, that young man just gets better. And I tell you, when I I studied the Kentucky game, he just flashed over and over again. Like I said, he just keeps seeming to make more flash plays as the season goes along. And pro football focus, by the way, I retweeted this out at Locked on Mizzou if you want to follow me 
on Twitter, but Pro Football Focus, actually their highest graded defensive players for the week. DJ Coleman, the eighth in, in the top 10. This is all defensive players, by the way. I just, I'll do a, this is the first time in Locked On Mizzou history. Allow me to do a, a pre-correction here because on tomorrow's episode, you're going to hear me with Eric Kane of Locked On Vols. I said he was eighth among pass rushers. Oh no, DJ Coleman eighth among all high of all the highest graded defensive players in week 10. So that definitely matches up with what I saw. Sometimes I feel like PFF is way off, but if in terms of guys who performed really well, I think you can rely on them. And certainly that grade matches up with what you're going to see when you turn on the film. DJ Coleman, a guy who Missouri plucked out of the lower division out of Jacksonville state. I mean, when's the last time you found a pass rusher from that level who came in and was just an immediate impact guy on the defensive end, defensive line. That is a rare, rare combination. So shout out to Drinkwitz, the staff, whoever specifically recruited him because, wow, that is quite the coup. And speaking of that aggressive Missouri defense, well, the Tigers have obviously committed a lot of guys to the line of scrimmage to stuff the run and challenge teams to beat their corners on the outside for the most part this season in a man-to-man fashion and to great effect for the most part. Clearly the Tigers have had an excellent defense this season, but you know what? Tennessee is going to be a different type of challenge because obviously as good as Georgia is, as good as their offense is, I think this is going to present a different type of matchup for the Tigers. I just think Josh Heupel and of co- uh, calling the plays, of course, and maybe even more importantly, Jalen Hyatt, just that receiver lining up in the slot as explosive as he's been. He may u- cause a really unique challenge for Missouri. And I just am curious to see if Missouri is as aggressive, if they're going to play as much man-to-man defense against Tennessee. Frankly, I think they should, even if it burns them a couple times, even if Hyatt gets a long touchdown or two. I think the Missouri just has to stay the course. I think they have to challenge their secondary to just keep hanging in there, keep playing good defense, keep playing the kind of ball they have all season. This will probably be their biggest challenge to date. Even I think Tennessee's receivers are better than Georgia's. I think their offense overall is, is better than Georgia's. So I think as well as they played in that game, this is even a bigger step up, especially the difference between playing a night game at Faroe Field and playing Tennessee. Well, that's pretty stark. At least at least it's a an early kickoff for the Vols. Maybe the crowd will be a tiny bit asleep, but considering that Tennessee's coming off a loss, tough spot for the Tigers. And certainly I'm not expecting a win or anything, but once again, I am really curious to see how Missouri's defense handles the Vols. And, well, again, it's Georgia, but Missouri isn't that much worse than Georgia defensively. So if if the Tigers, if the dogs, I should say, if the dogs can hold Tennessee to without an offensive touchdown until the fourth quarter, well, Missouri's got a chance too. And would you believe that some bowl projections have Missouri and Kansas meeting up in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Well, of course, that projection alone has a lot of Missouri fans chiming in already. So I'm definitely going to chime in as well. But you know what? Can we pause 
the pod for a second. Okay, we're paused. Good. Because here's here's the thing. You got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough, topper, coconut, brownie bar, coconut, brownie, topper. Ah, yes. And also the white chocolate, peppermint, granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and yet still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Built Bar Puffs are like biting in to the universe's most delicious cloud. Ah, yes, finally, the Built Bar talking points starting to match my hyperbole. You gotta love that. Well, it's all about Built. So get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, I can't believe that this even has to be asked, but should Missouri fans be excited about a potential Tigers-Jayhawks bowl matchup? I mean, hell yeah, they should. Why shouldn't they be excited about that? There seems to be this idea going around that, oh, well, Kansas has a better team this season. Are you kidding me right now? Do we Would we really rather play Army again? Is that the thing that we want to do? Because to me, this is exactly the type of matchup that can save bowl season. Why shouldn't bowl season, the scheduling process, be more flexible with its matchups? Why can't we make interesting games, interesting regional games happen on a more regular basis. I mean, we can fix this. We can absolutely fix bowl season. People still watch these games, but hey, you get Missouri and Kansas, especially a Kansas program that love them or hate them, and we certainly hate them here, you got to admit, they're probably going to be excited to go to a bowl game. They haven't bowled in 13 years or perhaps 14. Was it 2008 was their last bowl trip, I believe, maybe 2009? But regardless... All right, Kansas has a better team this year. Who cares? I'm not scared of Kansas. This isn't the last time we're ever going to play the Jayhawks. People are acting like there's some weird downside to this. Well, yeah, obviously losing to Kansas sucks. But if that's your big worry, then I guess we should never play him again. But I thought, wait, we were mad at Bill Self because we weren't playing Kansas. So I'm confused. Missouri fans seem to be all over the map here on the Kansas thing. I don't quite get that. And also, by the way, perhaps Missouri would actually try harder in this game. It wasn't exactly like Missouri threw out their very best lineup last season. And, hey, maybe Eli Drinkwitz will give potential traveling Missouri fans an injury port a little more than a week before the season. Oops, did I just catch... A certain Missouri safety's ire with that statement. Oh, well, don't worry about it. Just an inside joke there for you real ones who have been longtime listeners here of the Locked on Mizzou podcast. Bottom line, if you don't think a Missouri-Kansas bowl game would be a win for Missouri fans, a win for Kansas fans, a win for the Liberty Bowl, a win for college football, a win for ESPN who's televising the game, well, I don't know what to tell you because there's no chance that Missouri or Kansas playing any other opponent would get as much interest as that. Isn't that the whole point? Interesting games, fun, mirth, 
I don't know. Let's not overthink college football. And thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen. Definitely check out my crossover show with Eric Kane of Locked On Vols tomorrow. A good listen, a good time with Eric as per usual. And now for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get yo podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.